What's up, New Tech? Welcome to episode four, TNT Weekly. Check out my website at tntweekly.com, social media feeds, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Podcast directories um, easily available on Spotify or app, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Apps. Um, and subscribe, please. Be great to have you as a listener on our weekly show. Really, really happy to have in the house a legend in my books, uh, local community pharmacist, Mr. Johnny Wong. Hey, Johnny, how you doing? Nice to have you on the podcast. Hey, Tony, what's up? Oh, no, what's up, New Tech? That's what we're here for. What's up, New Tecumseh? Uh, listen, Johnny, really happy to have you on the podcast. It's just wonderful. And um, I think I can speak for the community that, you know, myself and the community, we appreciate so much what you do, especially during these times in COVID. You're an essential frontline um, uh, hero, in my opinion. And I want to thank you very, very much for everything that you do. Well, Tony, you know what? This is a very exciting um, time of me coming onto your show. Apparently, I'm the first guest for your show. You're the first guest. Yeah, you're you're is... you're my rock star. I That's what how, you are. I don't know how I got this honor. Oh, I'm but, honored. But uh, yeah, so um, right now, uh, through this difficult time as a pharmacist in the community, yeah, we have uh, had our challenges, and uh, but you know what? Um, we will live through that. We will live through that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, Johnny, listen, for our, for our listeners, I know you well, and I've been lucky to, uh, you know, you're a personal friend of mine. Uh, I'm lucky and proud to say that. But for many of our listeners that don't know you, Johnny, um, what's your story? Uh, what's your story in coming to Alliston, into the town of New Tecumseh, um, and caring for our community and growing your services in our community? Could you let the listeners know a little bit about Johnny Wong? Just a little bit. You don't want to know the whole story? The whole story. Give it to me all, John. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start from the very beginning. Yeah. So I immigrated to Canada in 1985. Mm -hmm. I landed in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And I was 15 years old back then. Uh, I still remember going to Montreal. It was like minus 30 degrees Celsius. I came from Hong Kong. Plus 30 degrees Celsius is common. Minus 30 <laughs> degrees Celsius is not. Welcome to Canada. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was how I started uh, in Canada. And uh, well, moving forward in uh, 1988, I got accepted to University of Toronto Faculty of Pharmacy. Mm -hmm. So I did my uh, undergraduate degree at the University of Toronto, yeah. graduated in 1992. Mm -hmm. And uh, since then, I've been a community pharmacist. Wonderful. Yeah, Wonderful. and uh, something that people may not know, and uh, actually I don't tell people much about it, uh, I did my MBA, my Master mm -hmm. of Business Administration at uh, York University uh, between 1995 to 98. Mm -hmm. And uh, thinking I'm gonna go into the big business world, but through this journey, I discover myself. I know what I like. I actually like my one-on-one -on -one with my patient. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So after 10 years of working at a uh, corporate pharmacy, in uh, 2002, me and uh, a friend of mine, Mr. Wing Kwan, decided it's time for us to go on our own. Wow. So we picked uh, Alston as our location, and uh, we 
come here, start from zero, mm -hmm. and uh, we're lucky and honored and then fortunate to be in this community in Alliston for 18 years. 18 wow, years. 18 years. 18 years, now I think of it, it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, my oldest daughter is now going to be 18 years old. Yeah. So this is uh, a life journey that I, I honestly treasure. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that's wonderful, wonderful. And how many locations in this journey are you just open in, in, in Alliston, in this area? Do you have more store locations, Johnny? Well, we've always, uh, uh, my, I, I'm the operator of the Alliston location. Mm -hmm. So um, in my partnership group, there are other locations but I'm going to focus on new tech. I'm going to focus on Alice. I hear you. It is about new tech and everything, but uh, absolutely, I totally agree, John. Yeah. Awesome. So, in, in uh, two years ago, 2018. Yeah. And then we're lucky enough to have our second location in Alston. Uh, for those of you who don't know, our first location is at Parsons Road, mm -hmm. and uh, a tiny little uh, store. Uh, focus on clinical care. Yes. And uh, 16 years later, in 2018, we got the opportunity to open our second location at Mill Pond uh, Medical Center on mm -hmm. Victoria Street. Yeah. And uh, so we always tell people that we're best kept secret in Alston, and now we're into the big pond. Yeah. We're yeah. Now trying to make ourselves uh, known in the big pond. Yeah. And it's not easy. And it's not easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, and then at one year ago, 2019, um, there was an opportunity in Angus mm -hmm. that for us to uh, open another uh, clinic-based pharmacy. Mm -hmm. And this one is uh, right at the walk-in clinic. So uh, we are serving the community, both from the medical uh, and also the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical care side. Oh, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. So well, that's great. You're really, you're really entrenched in the community, eh, Johnny? It's very passionate for you, isn't it? You, I, I, I consider myself as a small guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a small guy, and um, I like to do the one-on-one. -on -one. I like to talk to people, and uh, patients that have been with me for, for a long time, uh, I think they stick with me because of this type of uh, environment or attitude. Yeah. Yeah, I still do delivery to my patients. I like seeing my patients, and uh, I always have that little dream of mine to actually get my own bicycle and have a little <laughs> sign saying Alston Family Pharmacy Pharmacist Delivery Bike. Oh yeah, well, but it I, might be happening, it might be happening for sure. <laughs> but I think insurance, license and yeah. all those things could be a problem. But I like the idea, I like the idea. <laughs> Listen, we, uh, we know we're, we're in really difficult times. It's strange times that has happened over the last three months. Um, obviously a topic on everyone's mind, news, bombarded with news about COVID. Um, how has this affected you personally, your staff and your operations? Could you please share that with our listeners? You know what? Uh, we've gone through the years of SARS back in 2003. That's actually the second year we opened in Austin. So this COVID scenario is actually way different, right? Back then we hear, oh, infectious control, we need to wear N95 mask. And there's some of that going, but this time it's a pandemic. Uh, it's widespread, way more people affected. 
And uh, so in March, when we first uh, come across this um, uh, scenario, we were honestly rather unprepared and then uh, our store is very open concept. Mm -hmm. So immediately we think, oh, we need to have some sort of barrier to, to protect our patient and our staff. So we need to think about uh, doing protection screen and so on and so forth. And, uh, and then the staffing, the staff is starting to have questions, customer has questions. The first few weeks, we have lots of phone calls, lots of questions about different things about, oh, is there enough medications around? Can I refill my medication early? Uh, and for my staff, it's like, what do we do? Um, are we opening the same hours? How do we help people to, at, at the same time, protect ourselves? All those questions come into head. So it was a tough time for the first few weeks because we've never um, encountered that scenario. Yeah. And, but I'm glad that we've established now it's almost like a new norm. Right? We're starting to have a new way of operation. And I think it goes to a lot of other operations too, not just pharmacies per yeah, se. I agree. That people are, are having new operation procedure, new customer um, uh, handling procedures. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think one thing that's important, I think we're lucky enough, is that uh, people are overall very calm. Right. Wonderful, wonderful. Overall, very calm, and then uh, we have a good attitude and understanding, and uh, so that actually got us through this time. And I think continue going forward. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To have that positive attitude, to have that understanding, and because uh, this is something new for all of us. Yes. Right. All of us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Johnny, being a, an essential service during this COVID period, how have you been able to better serve your customers during the lockdown? Do you have any online services or options of curbside pickup and delivery? Is there something that you can add to uh, your customer service aspect of, of providing them your, uh, yes. your amenities? Yes, yes. Uh, so actually, interestingly enough, before the COVID uh, um, situation happened in March, uh, about a month or two ago, mm -hmm. we started to have this online platform that people can sign up and view their own prescription profile and also uh, doing refills. And at the same time, if they have a new prescription, they can take a picture and send it to us. Really? So some people have taken advantage of that and yes. use it. And, uh, we actually like that platform because it's uh, very immediate. Uh, another one that we've done is that we, we, we work with our patients, right? Yes. And uh, I remember back in March when people are coming back from the south, uh, we have quite a number of snowbirds in the area. Yeah. So they're coming back home. They need two weeks of quarantine time. So they say, hey, we cannot come out. And we advise them not to come out, of course. Yeah. We say, you know, we're gonna deliver medications to you at the door. To the door, uh, of course, contactless. And the people appreciate it, and you felt good about it. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely more work. Yes. Uh, sure. I've done some of the delivery myself, and uh, I even brought my daughter to do some <laughs> of the deliveries. Oh, I wanted to experience how it's like to be a, a community 
member, a community healthcare professional. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And is there a, a is there um, a website or something online or a website address? How would uh, how would customers uh, be able to get online and use this platform? You know what? We are offering that to our existing customers. So people who have registered with us uh, okay. at our pharmacy who fill the prescription. When they either call or they come to our store now, mm-hmm. we actually tell them we have such platform. We give them a unique registration code and so Oh, very so personal. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, for people who are not our patients, uh, first step is to actually to come or to call us to register to okay. our pharmacy. Yeah. And then uh, we will build the profile. And then down the road, when they have prescriptions, they fill that and then they will see it on that platform. So uh, I think going into the future, that's another option. I tell my patients that is not for us to tell, hey, we don't want to hear your fo- from your phone call. We don't want to yeah. hear you personally anymore. No, that's not the case. Yeah. yeah. This is just one option for people who like that type of platform. Yeah. But we still answer our phone call mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have an interactive voice response. So when you call us, Yes, you get us. Yeah, and, and sometimes yes, we are busy, and you'll get our voicemail, but we do call you back. Mm-hmm. And you and with this online platform, obviously, with the option to offer that convenience for anyone that wants it, right? It's an option. It's yeah. an option. Yeah, Absolutely. we're moving along with the rest of the world. Yes. Yeah, as, as a small guy, to. and I'm actually pretty proud that we have such an opportunity to play like a big guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. John, I've heard a lot. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've heard about it. I've heard wonderful things about uh, these type of medicines. But I understand that you are very, very passionate about compounding medicines and that aspect of medication. Um, again, please, I'm so interested about this topic. Uh, yes. Let us know a bit about your passion for compounding medicines and why you believe in some cases, it may be a better option than traditional medicines on the market today. Yeah, one thing about um, being a pharmacist or going through our pharmacy training is that we actually learn how to make medication, right? And uh, but that particular set skill set really has not really been utilized in the modern pharmacy world because most medication are can come ready made. And then, the, so we really don't have to go back to the lab and then to do work. However, this discipline of pharmacy practice has, uh, in the last five, 10, 15 years, has really been uh, revived because this is the thing, right? What we like to see is patient getting results, right? Getting the proper outcome. The commercial products are out there have gone through major clinical trials and so on and so forth. However, the dosage form, like how it comes in, tablet, capsule, liquid, cream, and the strength and the combination are limited. Mm -hmm. So as a pharmacist, using our compounding technique and knowledge, we're able to actually custom-made medication to help people with specific needs. So it's more of a problem-solving discipline mm-hmm. in the pharmacy uh, world. And uh, after practicing community pharmacy for 20 some odd years, 
what I found in the last five, ten years in particular, yes. is that this part of my practice really gave me good satisfaction. Mm -hmm. right? There are so many times people come in or physician come in with a case saying that Johnny, we have a scenario like this, we've tried this, this and that, we're not getting the outcome. What do you think? Right? So I go to uh, different courses yes. through the compounding the training um, uh, groups and uh, we have consultant pharmacists in our, in our back pocket. So when there's a challenging question like that comes in, I will use what I learned from those courses and if I don't know, I'm going to call my consultant. Interestingly enough, the consultants are stationed in Houston, Texas, United States. Yeah. So we will call Houston. Yeah, yeah. Call, calling Houston. We're calling Houston. Yeah. <laughs> People who are in this space uh, yeah. reference, they will probably know what they we're talking about. They will know what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So we call Houston yeah. and say, Houston, we've got a situation like this. We've got a problem like this. What have you guys done before? And these consultants, over 20 of them, has vast uh, strength. Yes. They're either been practicing for a long time or they've been teaching or they've been solving problems for mm -hmm. other people mm -hmm. and they will come up with different solutions and then we'll bring it back to the prescriber and to our patient and say hey this is what proposed what do you think so it takes a lot of time mm -hmm. but if we get some results from it and in some cases we have solved problem that has not been solved for years so wow. that satisfaction is amazing. And then from patient point of view, this is magic. Yeah, it's a, that's really interesting. So it's, it, to me, it just sounds like you're more, you know, on a, on a per patient basis or a customer basis where the option to go to compounding medicine, it's almost like you get closer into their lives. Yes. Right? You're making a decision on the betterment of their lives yes. based on a certain mixture of are they Medi herbs? What uh, medicine? What are they? Herbs? You know, the compounding could be anything. Could be it anything, could, right? It could be existing uh, prescription medications, uh, ingredients. Yes. Right, and then uh, it could be herbal medicine. It could be nutrition, right? Yes. Yeah. Nutrition. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, there are colleagues of mine who practice clinical nutrition, and then they use uh, compounding as a as a vehicle to deliver different nutritional. Um, uh, combinations to wow, patients really? to solve their unique problem. Wow! Yeah, I would love to learn that because that is um, one thing I know. Uh, using medication in general, we help people to um, maybe control some of the symptoms. Yeah. But we want what we really want is to help the body to regulate itself, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. if the body can actually have the proper ingredient or less of the pollutants in the system, yes. it actually can function better, right? Totally. So that is something to me is interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. And, and it just falls in line with my next question here when you know you had brought up the nutrition aspect of, of, uh, of possible compounding and, and, and how it can help someone. Mm -hmm. You know, on my previous shows, Johnny, I've been uh, emphasizing quite a bit through this COVID period on on health mm -hmm. and uh, obviously inspired by other podcasts that I've been listening to and and 
it makes sense to me. I, I'm listening to it and, and it makes sense. And, and I don't hear the media talking about this. I don't hear anybody talking about this. But for me, one of the best defenses of combating COVID is the control of your own health mm-hmm. and simply being the best that you can be mm-hmm. through nutrition, good nutrition, supplementation, in combination and parallel with physical fitness activity and making yourself the best that you can be. And I believe it 100%. And everything from being able to feed your immune system and make it the most powerful it can be, right? Giving yourself the best chance. That's, that, that's where I feel we should be getting more news on and more media on to get out there instead of hiding at home, mm-hmm. waiting and not going out in public. I think that as a community and as a populace, we should be out combating this to the best of our ability for those that are healthy. Mm-hmm. Take care of those that are most vulnerable, our seniors and those that have underlying health issues. But if we can be healthier, why not? Yeah, so something that I observe well, through social media, through Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. A lot of people now actually have a bit more time at home. So they've actually been cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what people have now an opportunity to do is that to discover like natural nutrition, right? Yes. From natural food and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yes, grocery shopping is still an issue. Yes. For some. Yeah. But then when you have the time now, one thing I found, like I'm also a diabetes educator, right? Yes. So... Diabetes itself, there are particular type 2 diabetes. There's a very simple underlying condition that's going on. It's the carbohydrate input and glucose output Mm -hmm. imbalance. How much carbohydrate that we consume, how much glucose or sugar that we've got from the carbohydrate Mm -hmm. that we have used, Mm -hmm. right? So... A lot of people who are suffering from type 2 diabetes, when I do education with them, I will ask them, what do you eat for breakfast, lunch, and supper, right? And there's so many times people say, well, you know what, I really don't eat breakfast. Yeah. And then lunch, I'm just going to grab a quick lunch. And at night, I eat well. I eat good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So scenarios like that is that, okay, probably because when before the COVID, People are busy, so they don't have time to eat breakfast, lunch. And when they come home from work, now they finally got a chance to eat at night. So they eat more at night. Yes. So that itself is actually not the way the body needs, right? Mm-hmm. Energy-wise. The body needs more energy during the day. With this time, that's the time that we feed it. So going back to, you say, hey, um, how we can actually power ourselves, mm-hmm. we need to pay attention to how we feel ourselves. Right? Absolutely. We need to, uh, this is a message I would like the public to know is that, you know what? Have a good breakfast, mm-hmm. have a decent lunch, mm-hmm. and go easy on yourself at dinner time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like from a diabetes educator point of view, when you have, even if you have more carb during the day, your body likely can use it because your body is using it. Yeah, being busy in the daytime. Absolutely. But at night, if you come back home and then have a big, dish of pasta, a mm-hmm. big bowl of pasta, mm-hmm. a lot of potato. We don't use the energy, yeah. right? So accumulate. Yeah. So that doesn't make us feel good. Mm-hmm. So if people have time nowadays, explore that. 
make a bigger breakfast, have a good lunch, mm-hmm. and then go easy on yourself. Like you said, Tony, you know what? On top of that, we need to be physical, right? Yes. So have the opportunity to go out there and do some physical stuff. Absolutely. Now the weather's better. Yeah. I see a lot of people doing gardening. Yeah. Right there. Walking and hiking and, you know, let's get fit together, right? Yeah. Johnny, what's your opinion on, on, on supplementation? You know, I hear a lot um, that, you know, vitamin D deficiencies, you know, lack in zinc, etc., you know, are not really great positives for the immune system, etc., right? How, what's your opinion on supplementation? And I think you did bring up uh, a bit in, in, in the aspect of compounding how it could be nutritious to the body. I don't know if that's an element of supplementation through compounding and... Well, compounding is uh, only one way to, to supplement, right? Yes. So there are a lot of nutritional supplements out there, uh, products available, and there are actually a lot of them are very useful, mm-hmm. I have to say. Mm-hmm. Like through my uh, pharmacy journey, uh, I have more and more respect of clinical nutrition, clinical nutrition. Uh, for example, supplementing some base element. One thing I'd love to talk to people about is magnesium supplement. And I'm sure I'm echoing some of our naturopathic doctor um, friends in the, in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, how important certain elements are, right? Uh, you mentioned about zinc, how it helps the yes. immune system. And uh, vitamin D is a good general uh, vitamin mm-hmm. that we don't get enough in North America. Yes. Uh, omega-3 fish oil. I like that a lot Mm -hmm. because it's a great anti-inflammatory, even for small blood vessels uh, in your heart, Mm -hmm. in your brain. But uh, one thing that people might not have done is that they might not have taken enough, right? Right. So I like to talk to my patient about that. Uh, And then there are many more. But from my perspective is that the body needs certain ingredients for it to function well, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes these ingredients are in these supplements. Mm-hmm. And uh, depending on the person's situation, sometimes it, they become very, very useful. Yeah. So I will definitely use that as part of my uh, therapeutic options for my patients. And people have done medication review with me. They know I always talk about and think about um, uh, supplement if necessary. Right? Wonderful, wonderful. The key is yeah. if needed. Great. So now I have a, a backer and a, and a mentor that is backing <laughs> up my nutrition push. So come on, new tech, let's get healthy and supplement yourself and come see Johnny for vitamins and anything you need. Let's get healthier out there. You know, I might even add that, you know what, we, we need to have a, a cooking class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would be interesting for community is actually to go have some community kitchen class. That would be fun. To learn, to, to, to cook, to eat better, healthier, and uh, have some fun back into the kitchen. And uh, I think that's even... One glass of red wine. One glass of red wine? One, one, one. Is that great? <laughs> yeah. And some people would get away with two. Yes, yeah. Three, I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah. And then it's a party. We don't want that. No, no. Johnny, listen, on, on, on the government's reaction to COVID... They've, you know, I, I, I think they've done amazing uh, on, on keeping our economy afloat, sustained during these unknown times. Um, what's your opinion on, on the government push and, you know, what local municipalities have done? And I'll extend that into the pharmaceutical industry. You, as an essential service 
providing your services, much needed services to the community. Do you feel the government, municipalities and local authorities and the pharmaceutical industry are doing their part to support you? Well, um, I have mixed feeling on that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we are in the front line. We actually uh, have, I think most of our colleagues, including ourselves, have not closed at all, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, we might have shortened our hours. We might have closed one day a week uh, to recoup. And uh, however, most of the time we are functioning normal, as normal as we can, Yeah. right? So... Um, we are out there dealing with different uh, changes that's happening, uh, both from a system, supply, and also regulation point of view, right? Yes. So uh, through this time, being at the front line, uh, being accessible to the community, um, there are a lot of expectation of pharmacy to provide, right? Yeah. And uh, But at the same time, um, because of the supply chain issue in different levels, like the supply chain nowadays is very global, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. If somewhere along the, somewhere in other country yeah. have do not have supply going forward, it might affect Canada, it might affect Ontario, it might affect us. Right? Yes. Yes. So at the beginning of the COVID, back in March, um, when first we heard about hey the stores might be closing and then people might have to stay home there's a run on prescription medications. Mm-hmm. So we have to deal with that. And the government actually, together with the pharmacists associations, uh, come up with the recommendation to control the number of me- uh, days of medication being dispensed. So within a week, we heard the recommendation from the government, uh, in our case is Ontario government, and also from the uh, Ontario Pharmacists Association saying, hey, pharmacists, dispense 30 day supply for people who used to get 90 days or more mm-hmm. because that way we can actually serve more pain people yes and actually that's a very very logical approach mm-hmm. and uh, some of our patients ups- were upset or um, saying that you know what I'm always getting three months medication three months medication and uh, I don't feel comfortable with one month at a time mm-hmm. uh, but Think through it. If we are low in medication in the supply chain, and if we give one person 90 days, instead of giving three people 30 days, we have taken away the opportunity to help two other people, right? Yeah. So with, but the good thing is a lot of us in in our area in particular that I've experienced is people understand as soon as we explain the toilet paper scenario, <laughs> yeah. right? We use the toilet paper as an analogy. So think about people who are going to fight for toilet paper. We don't want to do that no. with medication. Yeah. So then people say, oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, oh, actually, just about two weeks ago, Ontario government come in and say that, you know what? For our seniors, that uh, they were paying for some medication that each time when they fill a prescription they have to pay a dispensing fee mm-hmm. Ontario come in and two weeks ago and say that we would take care of the two additional 30 day supply dispensing fee for our seniors mm-hmm. so that has eased off some of the financial burden for our seniors and uh, we su- we are supporting of that 
As a matter of fact, I wrote to our local um, MPP, Jim Wilson, uh, two weeks prior to that announcement, yes. saying that this is a this is the the good way to do it. And I'm I don't I'm not going to take credit for that, but I think a lot of our colleagues have wrote to have written to the uh, to their um, government officials, yeah, yeah. telling them what's happening in the community. And they responded. That's that's what we want to hear. Yeah, they responded. Wonderful. So I think it's a good thing. And again, going forward, we hope to see that the supply chain becomes solid and then we can go back to dispensing more than 30 days at a time. But for now, honestly, from my experience, the drug shortage is not an issue mm-hmm. because we have even things out. That's great. So I'm, I have to say thank our... Um, community members, our patients, for understanding this scenario mm-hmm. and allow all other patients to get the same, yeah. things, get the same, uh, get the medication that they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all those important workers in that supply chain. Uh, yeah. I mean, the drivers, the truck drivers, uh, where I mean, all heroes, eh, Johnny, during a time like this? They're, they're out there, um, continue to function so that. Uh, the, our society, our, our community can continue to operate. Right? Yeah, we take it for granted. We take it for granted sometimes. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, but also it's encouraging, uh, like a lot of uh, people put on the long, long signs. I did, yeah, yeah. Around. So that's, that's, that helps. Yeah. So you thank know. you guys for doing that. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Johnny, and getting close to wrap up here, it's been quite a, a great interview with you. Thank you for your time. I, I, I know our listeners will appreciate it. What does post COVID and the future looked like to you. And and with your thoughts, what would be your advice to the listeners and your customers and friends and family, anybody you can reach out to here on the post-COVID world? Well, I think uh, going back to the very beginning of our chat and then how I mentioned about staying positive mm-hmm. and having uh, understanding and then uh, give people room to breathe I think those are the way that we can uh, help each other mm-hmm. to get through a difficult time like this. And uh, honestly, we've done very well in the in the last two, three, four months. Mm-hmm. And then uh, going forward with the same type of attitude, we can fight through this thing. There will be a new normal. There will be a new normal, right? That new normal may not be the same way it operates. Uh, so there will be changes. So as long as we know the changes is to help people to stay healthy mm-hmm. and uh, to have that understanding and latitude. Uh, I think we can come out stronger, right? Because we now actually have seen people with more appreciation of life or more appreciation of people around you Absolutely. and opportunities that they were taking uh, for granted before. Now they say, oh, you know what? It'd be nice to go out there and talk to people face to face, and we're hoping that to come back. Like before, I said, you know, I really don't want to see people. <laughs> yeah. Now I say, you know what? I haven't talked to so and so for so long. I want to go and see him right? or her. <laughs> absolutely. Well, wise words, Johnny. Wise words, absolutely. So we're going to call this a wrap, Johnny. It's just been a pleasure. And, and I want to tell our listeners out there Johnny Wong at the Alliston Family Pharmacy at the Mill Pond Medical Center in Alliston, Ontario. 106 Victoria Streets, right on the main drag. 
and over at Parsons as well. Johnny is uh, over there with his uh, his first location in Alliston, Ontario. And as he mentioned in our show, uh, another pharmacy location in Angus, Ontario, 18 King Street, the Angus Health Center. Johnny has been really gracious and he wanted to offer a beautiful, beautiful summer basket to our listeners. And all he's just asking, and I'm asking, after the podcast and you listen to it, please give us your comments and share the podcast. And I will put you in a draw for this wonderful basket. Yes, we'll do that. All right, Johnny. That's great. Well, thank you again, Johnny. It's been wonderful. Over and out, buddy. It's fun. It's been a fun experience, Tony. Thank you. And then, guys, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.